Thanks for listening to today's episode. A quick reminder to nominate us in the Pitch Magazine for the Best of KC Awards for Best Local Podcast. Uh, We love it. We love your support if you nominated us. Uh, And if you do, thank you very much. Today's episode of State Your Line is part of of the Leading the Line series, uh, which is in collaboration with Lead Bank to highlight the compassionate people and their imaginative work that is making a difference in our local community. Lead Bank takes the responsibility of being a community bank seriously and is dedicated to making our Kansas City an even stronger community, a community that draws its strength and success from a shared commitment to openness regardless of neighborhood, gender, language, or ethnicity. Lead Bank will be at the heart of that commitment, bringing people, capital, and innovation together for the welfare of the city. Supporting local business and nonprofits like the Golden Scoop is a key part of Lead Bank's mission. Lead Bank believes that all communities deserve to be recognized and celebrated, and we applaud the Golden Scoop for hiring talented individuals with developmental disabilities. On National Ice Cream Day, Sunday, July 18th, Lead Bank will be showing its support for the Golden Scoop by matching all donations up to $1,000. Lead Bank encourages its bankers and its communities to purchase a scoop of ice cream and make additional donations at the Golden Scoop on July 18th. If you are looking for high-quality financial products from a bank that is committed to being your bank for good, then look no further. For more information, call 816-220-8600 or visit www.lead.bank. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is July 13th. Got some breaking news to announce. Big time, just now breaking in the last couple of days. Uh, both members of this podcast are now Team Fire Dayton Moore. It is time to it's time release a statement as a it's like it's like when politicians they get endorsed by uh, when like politicians get officially endorsed by newspapers or something like that, and like the editorial board comes out with this big nice statement, like mm-hmm. we as an editorial board, you know, just to make themselves feel like super important. That's yeah. not what we're doing here. <laughs> we're not trying to do that. We wouldn't dare try to yeah, make. I thought us, we didn't talk politics either. Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't dare try to make ourselves seem more important than we actually are. No, but no. it's time for us to release a statement that, as a podcast, we can no longer support GMDM, General Manager Dayton Moore, and we are both endorsing his departure from the club. Yeah. And and you got to call it a club because we're being very official. Yep. Uh, Not Dayton Moore, Dayton Less. I like Um, that one. uh, Yeah, hashtag Dayton Less. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I've been on this team for two years, but I raised my hand and asked the question in 2019 when we talked to Alec Lewis. I was like, why does this guy get a pass? And and in 2019, he he had been given given a pass and really free of criticism, you know, despite how poorly we had performed since the World Series. Mm-hmm. So um, I started, you know, not to say I started this movement or anything, but I did start asking the questions. But in 2019. I started the, the movement. scrutiny started before this year. Uh, the season started. Dayton Moore got inducted into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, and I was hmm. like, why? Mm. Um. The, again, the the winning percentage, the 15 years before he got here, and the 15 years since he's been here, is mm. very similar. Mm-hmm. Very, very similar. 
So um, here's a little thread from our good friend, Randy Desjirly. So basically, Randy, is he's a really good writer, and he wrote for the Royals when we were popular. And I I like him a lot. He's a very thoughtful guy. Mm -hmm. Um, He loves the Royals very, very much. But he basically, like, stepped away from social media because he's a smart person. Yeah. Um, hasn't really tweeted, hasn't really gone on radio shows, hasn't really written in a while. Um, because he's a, I think he's a, a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. And so Dayton Moore has brought him out of retirement essentially. And yeah. he's been, uh, due to Dayton Moore's 15 year mark hitting, um, the season being the way it is. Um, he's come back and, and, uh, he tweeted this, um, after starting the year 16 and nine, the Royals have gone 20 and 44. Mm-hmm. I don't think we fully appreciate how remarkable that is. The Cardinals, who, gross, but that's a franchise who we aspire to be, whether we all like it or not. Yep. I freaking hate the Cardinals. Everyone knows I am, I'm, a, I'm on record hating the Cardinals, but they're a Midwestern team, smaller market. We want to be them. We want to raise, mm-hmm. I we just want to say develop I'm, our I'm, own talent. I don't know if I can be on that record anymore. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> the, the the Cardinals haven't had a twenty and forty four. So so since the sixteen and nine start, the Royals have gone twenty and forty four. The Cardinals haven't gone twenty and forty four in a sixty four game stretch since nineteen nineteen. The Yankees haven't gone twenty and forty four since nineteen thirteen. Yes. The White Sox had one season with a twenty and forty four stretch. Twenty thirteen. In the last 25 years, the Indians also won in the last 25 years. The Twins have had two. The Royals have had a 20 and 44 stretch in 2021. They had one in 2019. They had one in 2018. Yeah. They didn't go 20 and 44 in 2020 because they only played, they didn't play 64 games. They had eight seasons with a 20 and 44 stretch this century. Yep. Eight seasons with a 20 and 44 stretch this uh, this century. Dayton Moore is definitely responsible for at least four of those. Um, so, Or sorry, yeah, yeah, at least four of those. So uh, again, the debate can be had. Um, yes, did we win a World Series? Absolutely. Is winning mm-hmm. the World Series the best thing ever? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Do I respect Dayton Moore for what he has accomplished? Absolutely. Can I should Dayton Moore um, continue to run this organization uh, because of something he did six years ago? No, I cannot say that he should. That doesn't mean I don't respect Dayton Moore. That doesn't mean I'm not grateful for what he did. That doesn't mean I don't understand that turning around this franchise was an accomplishment mm-hmm. that not very many people could do. All of those things are true. Dayton Moore, fantastic human being, developed. Uh, the youth academy, all that good stuff, but he, he he can't run the organization anymore because he's proven to not be capable of doing that. That's that's it. He's proven to not be capable of running a, an organization any longer. People get bad at their jobs. It happens in every walk of life. Mm-hmm. He has hit that point. Yeah, and uh, like two, you look at again. Thanks for letting I'll me start, rant. By the way, yeah, so I'll, I'll start with you know, you know, I think of like college coaches, like, well, let's wait till they're his guys. And really, Dayton's guys got here in 11, so 10 years. We're going to lose 90-plus games this year. So that means five of the years, I believe, we'll have lost 90-plus games uh, out of the 10 with, with Dayton's guys. And we probably would have lost 90 last year Yeah, exactly. as well. And so so it, it's, it, it's, that's frustrating. Again, you want someone here who can build a consistent winner, especially with new ownership, you know, John Sherman's got to say, I, I, you know, if I'm going to open up the pocketbook, 
I need someone I can trust to build a consistent winner. And Dayton Moore has not proved that he can sustain success over more than three years, three seasons before losing it. There is no way to argue against that fact. Yeah. He and has so, not proven to sustain success. So that that's it. And that's what we need, especially if we want to build the downtown stadium. So if not when, if not now, then when? Mm-hmm. Like now's the time. We've got a new owner. We want we've got a, a new crop of of young talent. Um, all of the all of the like can't run a baseball team aside, like we can't develop talent for mm-hmm. shit. And the 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 draft just happened. Um, that's frustrating uh, with with Kumar Rocker on the board and not taking him. And and I don't know enough about the the draft to be uh, talk intelligently about it. Right? Yeah, I don't know I anything agree. about about these prospects. But people who do um, did not like the guy we picked. Um, when they took a poll of scouts and GMs and assistant GMs, um, basically this guy who we picked was was ranked 53rd mm-hmm. in his class. Not a poll of of MLB talking heads, not a poll of columnists, a poll of scouts and GMs of other teams who it's tough to argue if there's a single scouting department that is worse than the Royals. Yeah. So if you're polling other teams, scouts and their assistant GMs, I trust those polls over what the Royal scouts and GMs think because there's not very many teams worse than the Royals. Yeah. So how can you argue that? Yeah. So that's frustrating. Again, it's hard to know where these um, baseball drafts are a crapshoot. 100%. But again, you see how other people evaluated it who are way smarter than us. And that's frustrating when you had a guy. Who's uh, the, who's the guy we pick? What's his name? Uh, Ms. Frankie, uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, he was from Connecticut, went to East Catholic. Either way, the, 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 he the, threw four no hitters in a row. And that's the thing. Like, it's like drafting the guy who threw the longest. Frank, uh, Mozicato. Okay, sure. Mozicato. Listening to the Royals posted uh, a video of the assistant GM. I can't remember his name either talking about him and it just looked like the scene in Moneyball where all the old scouts are talking about uh guys they like in the minor leagues and Brad Pitt's mm-hmm. just sitting there like guys what are you talking about quotes from the the head of scouting and the assistant GM um he's got a body that can t- that has a ton of projection in it mm-hmm. uh we dream of the projection uh I love picking someone from the north that wasn't over scouted and overhyped what does that even mean? <laughs> you like picking someone from the north that wasn't overscouted or overhyped? Why wasn't he overscouted or overhyped? Maybe because he's not very good. The mm-hmm. head of scouting said, I just personally love left-handed pitching. Okay, so you're admitting a bias right out in the out in the open and saying that's why you picked this guy? Uh, again, this kid loves to pitch. It's fun watching him on film. These are quotes. That is the yeah. scene in Moneyball where all the old scouts are talking about players. Like, he's got an ugly girlfriend. Uh, he's got a good he's body. He's got no confidence. He's, he's got a good body. The ball just pops off his bat. Like, none of those things mean anything. Mm-hmm. And and that's our scouting. That's our scouting. Uh, that's Lonnie Goldberg. Lonnie Goldberg. Lonnie Goldberg. So yeah, anyways, that was a scene out of Moneyball, was, watching it, him talk about him. It was uh, infuriating. So that's the Royals. I don't know anything else. Salvi's in the home he's run. In derby. the home run derby uh, today. He's got sweet bats for it, so I'm excited. I, I'm scared about to talk about it because uh, we might oh, jinx yeah. him. Shit. Don't want to do that. It's probably happening. Oh, it'll happen tonight. And yeah, then we'll know. We'll know if we jinx it. Let's or just not. go ahead. 
the the Royals jinx is out the back. Yeah, it is. The Royals jinx is over. The Royals are over. So projections. Uh, let's see. How does it work? So there's a bracket. Uh, Shohei Otani is uh, the one seed. Love it. He's also starting pitcher and leadoff hitter uh, in the All-Star game. Incredible. Uh, but let's see the bracket. Uh, so Shohei is facing off against uh, Juan Soto. So Salvi is facing off against Pete Alonzo. He's the 4-5 or five seed. Easy. So Salvi beats Pete Alonzo and then gets to face Shohei. The two faces of baseball yes. facing off each other in the home run derby. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so those those are the four on the on one side of the bracket, and so he could meet Shohei in the, love it. the second round. All right, round. Salvi, so, do it. Let's see. Yeah, let's see Salvi beat Shohei, get to the finals. That'd be sweet. Let's do it. Um, all right. Uh, so we had that. Uh, in other news, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, I ran a triathlon this weekend. Oh. What were you going to say? No, you should you should call it an Iron Man. I should call it an Iron Man? Yeah, and just say like quarter Iron Man. Or like, is it a quarter Iron Man? It's, see, look, it's like, like you a, ran six miles, right? So that's uh-huh. like almost a quarter of a marathon. Yeah. Um, a quarter Iron Man. A quarter Iron Man. Yeah. Usually a quarter pounder guy, but a quarter Iron Man guy. Uh, but no, I, I, I did complete a triathlon this weekend. Took me three hours and 20 minutes. Uh, let's see the official time there on me. Three hours and twenty seven minutes. Yeah. How many? Uh, how many times did your Apple Watch circle for your movement? Um, I burned three thousand calories during it, uh, which was something uh, to come out of that. I mean, I just had to eat so much during it. Oh man, that uh, sucks. Because of just 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 burning calories. Oh man, I, my results aren't showing up. Uh, but it was pretty sweet. It was a great feeling. Yeah, three hours and twenty seven minutes took me an hour and four minutes for the run. That was at the end. Mm-hmm. The swim took me 34 minutes, which was like third in my age group. Not a big deal. I'm a great swimmer. And the bike took me an hour and 42 minutes. That was like 13th out of 14 in my age group. Well, so um, I'm a slow biker. I timed it as well. Um, it uh-huh. took me 17 minutes to walk from my car That's in the tough. parking lot to the finish line where you were going to be. So I think I burned, you know, Almost Close 160 your calories on that. On that. Well, down and back, you know, that's that's probably a mile and a half that's of a walk. Closing your ring. Plus, I was pushing a stroller. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, I also timed this. I stood and waited for you oh, uh, yeah. with no chair for like 56 minutes. Okay. Standing with no chair waiting. So a lot of credit to me for that. So um Impressive performance. When when I when you were transitioning, mm-hmm. when you were uh, switching from uh, like swimming to biking and then biking to running, what what is your thought process in that transition? Because I would um, think about quitting. Like I yeah. would very get, I would very much be like, I can just stop. I can just stop the, now. I'm out of the water. The coming out of the water was like, okay, I don't feel that bad. Uh, like I'm ready to go. Like positive, very positive thoughts. And then after spending an hour and 42 minutes biking the hilliest course of all time out there, when I got off, I was like, just don't fall down and embarrass yourself Mm -hmm. because there's people taking pictures. (laughs) Um, So my thought was like, all right, just don't fall over. So I got to the area to get off my bike and I grabbed a railing as I got off because I couldn't feel my legs. And I was like, then I got him under me. I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm not going to collapse. So, so I got this. Never thought about quitting. Um... I thought about walking a couple times, uh, but never thought about quitting. Mm. Like when I had to run up this hill 
in the first mile of the run and my kick my uh, quad started cramping. Uh oh. And I thought, uh oh. Like I've never had a cramp before. Like a cramp that just What about when me. you're like laying in bed and you're a little hungover and you like stretch a yeah, little bit? But that and immediately stops right yeah. but so i've experienced that kind so, of thing yeah me too but i've never had a cramp where like i have to lay down and stop walking mm. so i thought that was about to happen uh but i had these like energy gels which were like super packs um and, and so that got me through uh well no they're legal oh okay they're street legal all right uh but it looks like i got 70th out of 88 dudes all right i'll take that not last That's pretty good uh, but yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, if you're going to do a triathlon, I wouldn't tell you to do the Shawnee Mission Park one because the hills, those hills, yeah, do 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 something different. But uh, it was pretty sweet uh, to complete. So if you're thinking about it, holler at your boy. Um, all right, let's move into a little openings and closings for this week. Got a lot of openings coming up. Let's well, start- we're two weeks behind because of the lake episode. That's true. Yeah. We had just no openings on that one. Mm, um my mouth yeah the oh man i was trying to think about where the um wheels came off the most yeah in the lake episode and uh, me just not being able to talk and remember a quote for like five minutes mm-hmm. uh me yelling at you to stop stop trying to go to the bathroom i had to pee so bad uh also that wheels really came off there so what an episode that was yeah we got range we I'll do. just say that coming back range. with this episode but we, we can do. talk about that in a bit um yeah, opening this week. So this is big news for all, all those uh, fellow history nerds out there. The Truman Library in Independence is reopening after a two year uh, two years being closed for a twenty nine mil uh, renovation. Um, they are saying that this is the new standard. This is the new this is the new bar for presidential libraries and oh, museums wow. uh, because of the investment and and how new everything is and and um, and so yeah. Um, I mean, Truman was president during like probably one of the most interesting times on planet Earth. And uh, I mean, he had he wasn't like the VP for FDR the four years before that. FDR got elected to his fourth term. He picked his third VP and he was vice president for four months. He had met in person with FDR twice before FDR died. And then he's given the keys uh, to uh, the country, uh, you know, right at the end of World War II and all that stuff's going on. So um, incredible, uh, incredible um, time period to, to study. And, and so that museum is supposed to be pretty awesome. So uh, I kind of want to check it out now. 29 mil. Yeah, looks sounds like it's worth it. Um, all right. Uh, also, let's see what we got. We've got, what do you want to start with? The uh, gastropub? concept opening in the crossroads sure uh someone uh the developer from denver coming in uh who's developed a lot in the the rhino neighborhood in denver i don't know lodo river north river north the lodo the lower downtown area uh of denver too and now he's coming to kansas city to bring some of his ideas we need to we need to talk to some like denver correspondents and and make sure i've been to rhino you have Uh uh-huh is it cool or is it Rhino, is it, is it past cool, right? No, Rhino reminded me of the crossroads. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, this Denver developer uh, said he found his new Rhino. To the crossroads. The crossroads. So, he, like bought said, the, uh, he bought the building that the Belfry is in, um, which is down there on 16th and Grand. Um, mm-hmm. And it has the Belfry, which is uh, – and then it used to have a restaurant called Collections, which is um, 
operated by uh, chef owner Selena Teo, who's like a famous KC chef. Um, so they're keeping the belfry there and then basically putting a six-table pool hall and gastropub kind of in the front there where collections was. And the belfry is staying and just expanding a little bit. It's going to be called Gerard's at the belfry, like the gastropub pool hall. That looks pretty sweet. Uh, putting a distillery in the basement of that building sweet. and then office space on the second floor above it. And then he also bought like the... Broadway Bank Building that's mm -hmm. right on the corner of Broadway and Southwest Boulevard. So like next to Cafe Gratitude across the street from uh It looks like a Town fortress Topics. if you've seen mm -hmm. it because it's that cement mm -hmm. there. It looks like a bank. Yeah, so he is uh, putting in uh, some four different shops, like a, a tattoo parlor is going in there, uh, a speakeasy, I think. He's famous for a sushi place in uh, in Denver. Um, maybe he brings that concept there, but... Uh, yeah, some new development. Yeah, I've always thought that. I always thought that that Broadway Bank Building could be something tight, but mm -hmm. it's got no parking. It's very difficult to to kind of access. Well, don't worry about parking. We're all going to be riding in self driving cars mm. here soon. So Gosh, I hope you're don't right. Don't worry about it. Uh, also, opening uh, over in the Westwood neighborhood, the house over by Lulu's uh, Thai noodle shop. It's kind of almost connected to that. Lulu's uh, tie in Westwood. In Westwood, yeah. yeah. It's almost connected to it, the house. I think they've been doing um, maybe like kind of ghost kitchens out of it in the past, I believe. This, I read an article that called it a virtual kitchen. Oh, yeah. So it was just like it, kind of the ghost kitchen concept yeah. where you just order online and it just says carry okay. out okay. and pick up. I was like, damn. And in delivery. Another yeah. new type of kitchen. Yeah. So basically you could just order from like. Uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash and Got stuff it. in that place. But now it's turning into a little dive bar. It wants to be a dive bar. Um, so they were asking, you know, uh, whenever a restaurant opens, like Feast Magazine and all these other publications, like ask, like, what's on the drink menu? And the people are always like, oh, you know, we've got a Manhattan and yeah, drinks inspired by this. cocktails. Crafted cocktails. They're like, yeah, we just want it to be kind of a beer and shop place. Yeah. So I like that. Uh huh. I don't know if you can want to be a dive bar though. That's tough. It's like it's like trying to give yourself your own nickname, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you can't a dive dive bars just have to happen organically. Yeah, it's like everybody calls me T Bone. Yeah, yeah. It's like Costanza. <laughs> yeah, Costanza trying to get that. trying to give himself the nickname T Bone mm -hmm. um, because a dive bar has to be organic and it has to happen over time. But I like the idea of not having a drink menu and just trying to be a beer and shop place. That is very dive bar-ish. Mm -hmm. um, and boxed wine is what they serve. Yeah, boxed wine. Again, mm -hmm. dive bar-ish. So I like this. I like this start. Is that can, – can Westwood handle a dive bar? They think so. Okay. They think I so. I mean, Westwood's a pretty – I mean, I don't know if I associate that neighborhood with, with dive bars. Yeah. they. I mean, there's – so there is no dive bar in Westwood, so therefore – Yeah. I mean um, – Soteros was kind of a dive bar just because it was such a neighborhood spot, but that's mm -hmm. not there anymore. Um, so yeah, they, the cool thing is, is they share the liquor license with Lulu's. So you can just like take drinks back and forth and like bring food back and forth. So there's not like a ton of dining in the house, but like you can kind of just go back and forth in between them, eat at the little patio in between. And so I, I'm in favor of this. Yeah. Yeah. The carry being able to go drinks back and forth is, is pretty cool. Um, all right. Also, um, I think this is our final opening here. The the Sail Away Wine uh, opening up in the Northland on Armor Road uh, in that little pocket of 
I mean, really great distilleries, breweries, mm-hmm. chicken and pickles right there. A little hot spot right in North KC. The Iron District's right there. Uh, so this is going to be a wine bar, the Sail Away wine, right? Yeah, so a self-serve with, with wine a little, bar. Yeah, a little twist to it. Yeah, self-serve wine bar sounds dangerous. Like aunts, aunts, sorry, aunts from yeah. all over Kansas City are like, huh? Mm-hmm. Did you just say self-serve wine bar? Everybody has an aunt who loves wine. Yeah, do you say aunt or aunt? I say aunt. I say aunt, but... yeah. Mm-hmm. To avoid confusion for the podcast, yeah, aunt. Um, so yeah, uh, ants all over. Maybe ants, real ants, <laughs> the insect, are also craving this because of the the wine spillage that might happen, and ants mm-hmm. would flock to that. Uh, but ants are flocking here as well. It's self serve wine, seventy two different wines from all over the world. Uh, the sail away. That's kind of the concept. They want wines from from everywhere. Um, yeah. So don't go dress like a sailor. That's not. <laughs> it's not nautical themed. It's all about. Tasting wine from all over the world. You old sailor, you. You old sailor. Um, they've got like a, for, for all the wine snobs, so the aunt who also is a wino but maybe also pretends to be a wine snob, mm-hmm. um, they they have a fancy gas that that shuts off the, uh, the valve so that like it stays fresh for 30 days. Okay. So the bottle of wine that is opened via the self-serve um, wine card system stays fresh because they've got a fancy gas in there so um yeah i i think this sounds great too north Kansas city's got it going on i know i like this idea because it's always you know drinking wine out at restaurants can get a little pricey mm-hmm. you don't want to choose wrong what you're going to drink so the fact that you get to just maybe just pour like 10 cents worth sip it well now we got 10 cents well i don't know how much it is Pro- probably like probably like three dollars <laughs> yeah three dollar sip and then decide if you want to fill it up for the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and you can uh, do your own pours. Yeah. Pinkle pours. Pinkle pours all day. Yeah. Uh, make your own blends, too. Oh, you could make, yeah, you could That's become all a, a red blend. A winemaker. Yeah, you could become a, a scientist. Here's what, you sail away. If you're listening to this, here's what you do. Red you, blend competition. You do a red blend competition. and you White have blend a, competition. And you have a chalkboard up there and you say, try uh, Danny's red blend this month. And then you give them uh, a recipe, like two ounces of this red, uh, an ounce of this red, and an ounce of that red. And that is Kevin's red wine blend the mm-hmm. month of uh, of July. We should call them and, and see if we can get a state your line blend. Uh, I'm on the phone. Okay. Right. Get them on the horn. Get them on the horn. Hello, sail away. Yes, we want you to print money. <laughs> Deal. All right. So, uh, so, yeah. Also, great name. Again, got creative. They didn't just go with like... Openings and closings. They, they didn't just go with like a poor wine KC. Yeah. Um, sail away wine. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, all right. Uh, closing uh, this week, uh, Frank Clark's freedom? <laughs> Question <laughs> mark. Uh, Frank Clark was charged with a felony possession of an assault rifle. Faces up to three years in the big house because that's a federal crime. Mm. Uh or I don't know. I just made that up. No, probably. I was just thinking felony and then federal got in my head. But anyways, facing three years in prison. I think it's a federal good. felony. Not good. Not good for Frank Clark. Yeah. Um. So so what that has brought out is- You were the- pre-law. Break that down for me. So, Kev, <laughs> what you got to understand about the uh, court system in the United States, Mother mm-hmm. Justice, um, no, the, the big debate on Twitter this week that has had Kansas City Twitter and Chiefs Twitter fighting has been- could the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl without Frank Clark? Without? In, uh, yeah. 
I think they could have won playing 10 on 11 without Frank Clark. <laughs> 10, de- yeah. 10 on defense. I think we could have won without Bring Frank it. Clark. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It's great to have, but cool. not we didn't need him. No. Nope. I wouldn't say, but... Uh, I mean, now, if we had played 10 I, on 11, yeah. could we have won it without Frank Clark? Mm-hmm. That's the debate I'm willing to listen to. Okay, it. yeah. So, I mean, Frank Clark, we'll, we'll see how things shake out for, for Frank. But it uh, doesn't look great, you know, to get charged with a felony. We need to t- talk to our uh, our our attorney, our attorney. Yeah, Mike, need to get, Mike D. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to talk about Tarzan the Lawman. Or he's, Tarzan. He's also always see, up to talk. See what's up. All right, so that is it for openings and closings. Do you have a what do we try this week? I don't. Okay, I'll, I do. Okay. So let me tell you about it because I um, did the little game, Guess Where I'm At, on Instagram. Saw that. Uh, last week. Uh, turns out I was at Panther Place. I don't think you completed the game. Um, I did not. Did you get a little lazy and forget about it on I, Instagram? I uh, meant to do it the next day, and then I didn't. Mm. Um, that's that's a classic thing to do. It's a classic state your uh, line. Actually, I wanted everyone to be on pins and needles until this episode okay. where I revealed. Succeeded. People are still thinking back. Yep. I was at Panther Place, and almost everybody who guessed got it right, um, except for uh, Benny guessed the big cat brewery place. Mm. I think he was on to something. He, was, he got casual animal. And uh, Panther Place confused, though. That's fair. Valid. That's fair. Uh, but Panther Place I got to try, uh, which is, uh, let me see the address. Cause it's on the Southwest Boulevard, uh, like in the west side. Yeah. So close to the roastery, um, kind of just uh, uh, like south on Southwest Boulevard from La Bodega, not far from there. Yeah. Um, about 25th and Holly, I think. Close yeah. to the brewery, too. In uh, Bellevue. Uh, so... Awesome spot. Great uh, cocktails there, too. Looks very Instagrammable. Very Instagrammable. Like, basically, there's an airstream and nice, like, grass patio uh, right as you like get Astro there. AstroTurf, right? AstroTurf, yeah. So uh, that's sitting right there when you get in. All of it's very well shaded. Um, also, uh, so then it's you, outdoors? That part is. Then you go into this, like, indoor-outdoor um patio basically that is overrun with vines and plants cool um so very cool scene you feel like you're in a jungle panther place oh yep uh they've got a um one of those old shipping containers Mm -hmm. that is you take um stairs up to that can be reserved for i think dinner for 12 people or a a private room for 12 people and it's like 150 bucks an hour it's like hey and you get a drink you get a drink with it you want to go have dinner yeah. In a shipping container. It looks pretty sweet. Um, they've got a very creative uh, cocktail menu. I had a Snaggle Puss, I think is what it sure. was called. Yeah. It had ginger beer, rose, and tequila in it. Sounds like a Lake of the Ozarks creation. Yeah. Really good. Uh, lots of lots of unique drinks. Uh, and then uh, great places to sit. And then uh, Pollo used to be right there. Yeah. So it's not south. It's not south. It's like right across the street from La from Bodega. La Bodega. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. West um, of La Bodega. West of it. Um, so Pollo moved to KCK, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're taking over Pollo and opening a kitchen there, too. Boom. So food coming soon to Panther Place. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's so Instagrammable that one of our cousins got engaged there. Yeah. So. Shout out. Hack Ritz. Yeah, and Megan. Megan Ashton. So if you're looking for a place to get engaged or just go have a couple cocktails, Panther Place is the spot uh, to go. So that's it uh, for the front half of the episode. We've got our uh, lead bank leading the line series uh, coming back this week. 
uh, where we go to Golden Scoop. We've got some special guests. Uh, first, you're going to hear Abby and Hank. They are two super scoopers at the Golden Scoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get to talk to them about what it's like to work at the Golden Scoop. Uh, their experience. What is there. the Golden Scoop? The Golden Scoop is an ice cream shop and uh, cafe, an ice cream and cafe. Uh-huh. And um, their mission is to uh, help people with disabilities uh, get a job that pays them above minimum wage, um, values them, and, and uses their skill set more than uh, traditionally was used in, in jobs that people were given. So. Doing great things. So yeah, and talk. their their employees are called super scoopers who are mm-hmm. who are the individuals with special needs and and so yeah, that's who we talked to, Hank and Abby. Right? Hank? Yeah. Yeah, Hank and Abby. So Hank and Abby were awesome. And then after that, uh, we get to talk to the president and CEO, Amber Schreiber, and uh, her and her sister started this place, mm-hmm. and we get to hear the story about that. So tune in for Abby and Hank. It's a ton of fun. And then stick around uh, to hear the story of Golden Scoop uh, with Amber. And as a bonus, like I said in the ad read, Lead Bank is going to be matching donations up to $1,000 on this Sunday, July 18th. So get in there, get some ice cream, make a donation, and Lead Bank will match that up to $1,000. All right, today we are at the Golden Scoop with our new friends, Abby and Hank. Hello. Uh, yeah. Hello, Abby and Hank. They are super scoopers here at the uh, Golden Scoop. So. Um, Hank, I want to ask you about your shirt here. Mm-hmm. I think to start, you have serving kindness daily. Yes. How do you serve kindness daily? Um, we serve um, kindness daily by with um by with ice cream. We have um by by icing just goop. Uh, that's important for everyone needs to get 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 get, get ice cream. Hmm. Yeah, I always feel better when I get ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I know that for sure. Uh, Abby, has ice cream always been something that you enjoy, something you loved? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Every day I'm like, oh my God, I want some ice cream so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, you don't get until Thursday. And I'm like, oh, dang it, come on. <laughs> well, Abby, I really appreciated it when I came in. Um, I was wearing a, a suit coat yeah. from my work, and I have to wear this when I work. Um, if you had to wear a suit, during uh, scooping ice cream, do you think you'd get ice cream all over it? Or are you are you a careful scooper? I'm a careful scooper. Okay. Yes. You get to wear t-shirts. Do you like that? Do you like um, wearing t-shirts? Um, yes. Uh, yes. And the big question I think everyone wants to know while we talk to you guys is, what is the best ice cream flavor here at the Golden Scoop? Um, for me, it's to be the, the, the strawberry. Um, it is really good. It's my like my it's my um family favorite, and it's it's it's, it's, it's the best flavor. Mhm. Mhm. So you like strawberry? What about you, Abby? Um, my favorite flavor is probably the Lucy Forty One. Even though I'm not dairy free, I still love it. Mhm. What's it's the Lucy Forty so One? It's dairy free and it's vanilla. So good. And oh did one Lord. of your friends, Lucy, help come up with the recipe? Who's yeah. the super scooper here? Yeah. Very cool. And what's the forty-one? I've I've seen two things. Did it take uh, forty-one tries? Yeah. It to did. make it. It took her forty-one tries to get it right. Did you help taste test all forty-one different tries? No. <laughs> <laughs> if if you guys need uh, someone to be a taste tester, I would be really good at that. <laughs> so when you're coming up with new flavors, I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys ever thought of a new flavor? Um, for me, I do. 
Yeah. What do you? What kind of flavor would you like to invent? Um, for me, I I know I I am a food allergy. I have a I am a gluten free. Okay. Um, for me, I want to make a um a I want to make a gluten free brownie ice cream. Ooh. With that brownie sounds, chunks in the um, ice cream? Yes. Yeah. That sounds that's really good. That's the best good. one. What about you, Abby? If you could create your own. Hmm. I'm. Hmm. It would only take you one. So it would be the Abby one. Because it would be <laughs> one try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd have a hard time. Do you think you could nail it on the first try? Yeah, I get. I could, I guess. Yeah, I like I like the cookies and cream and cookie dough. Uh, I think combining those into one ice cream would be really, really good. Yeah. Um, what country do you think eats the most ice cream? Oh, um, uh, it's is, not um, it's not the United States. Not mm. United States. No. Maybe somewhere warmer because it's. Got it is cream. warmer. Um, Hawaii. Hawaii, closer, getting closer. South Korea? South Korea. It's over there in that hemisphere. Because my brother lives down there, and uh I miss him so bad. Yeah. We should uh, figure out a way to send him Golden Scoop ice cream. (laughs) You know, that would be a pretty cool delivery. Very special. But it's New Zealand. Oh, wow. New Zealand. I know. All those koala bears may be getting hungry in New Zealand. I was so close. Very close. Yeah, very close. So you guys also make coffee here. You're a coffee shop as well. Um, Yes. What what do you like more, making uh, coffee or scooping ice cream? Um, For me, I like like doing both at the same time. I love I love to serving ice cream to the customers and also giving coffee to the customers. Does anyone put ice cream in their coffee? Um, I think yes, we do. It's called um, it's, it's called alfagato. Okay. What about you, Abby? Do you like making coffee or scooping ice cream? Uh, probably both too. Mm-hmm. Because I love making coffee and I love scooping ice cream. Mm-hmm. Do you like the taste of coffee or just the smell? I like the taste and the smell. Mm-hmm. I like both. I love, what about you, Hank? For me, I don't drink coffee at all because um, my mom and my dad drink coffee. Uh huh. Saving of um, saving of my two of my saving two of my brothers. Mm-hmm. So I don't drink coffee at all, mm-hmm. but I like to smell of it. Yeah. So you guys have had a lot of crowds. You guys have gotten really popular and and big long lines. Yeah. Um, what do you do if there's if there's too many people here? Do you start kicking people out or just throw ice cream at them? <laughs> um, <laughs> Neither. Neither? <laughs> because you serve kindness, you say everyone can come in? I mean, yeah. We mm. would never throw ice cream on them. <laughs> no ice cream Duffy's, fights? No ice cream fights in here, please. Yeah, mm. no. Do you guys have friends that come and visit you at, at um, work? I, actually, yes, for me. Um, I'm, so I, I am in the, I'm in the I'm 18 and 21 transition program. Okay. Um, I, 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 in, 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 in New Valley. Um, I saw like on my on my t-shirts, on my on my friends, and and I also I um, include my dad's friends as well. Oh, cool! And also my cousins need to come to here. Oh, wow! This is most important thing for me. Right, mm-hmm. Abby. What about you? Um, I do Special Olympics, so I do track and basketball and bowling. I kind of thinking about doing dancing too. Just okay. because. Okay. Awesome. Do you have any- I'm a pretty good dancer. I have some moves like no other. Oh, yeah. boy. Maybe that's what we call your ice cream then. Like the, <laughs> the dancing, Abby. Yeah. 
Have you ever eaten ice cream before you've ran or danced or anything? How does that feel? Yeah. Is it, it feels like, good. Does it help? Because I think that would hurt my stomach. <laughs> but I also don't work at an ice cream shop. So maybe I'm, I'm not as uh, good at eating ice cream. But I'm going to try to get better. Um, so, um, Abby, what is your, what's your favorite part about being a super scooper? Is it the ice cream? Is it the people? Is it um, the friends you get to work with? I love working here because I get to see Amber mm-hmm. and Lindsay, of course, because I know them for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Lindsay used to be my teacher when I was itty bitty little thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I know Amber, and I love Amber so much. She's so a pretty girl. <laughs> I love it because I get to see everyone and my friends and. My family come in a lot, so it's really awesome. That is awesome. What about you, Hank? What do you um, love about being a super scooper? Um, for me, um, when I actually for me, my, my, my favorite part is when I am starting working here. I mm-hmm. I actually started working here since on my on my on my twentieth birthday. Oh wow! It is um, it, it is awesome to meet to meet Amber and also Nancy. She are she are she are wonderful ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever been on? Have you guys ever been on the radio or on the TV before? Um, I have not. This is my first time being on a podcast. This is my, my first time on a podcast. Well, you did a great job. Yeah. What about you, Abby? I have never been on a podcast before. What about, uh, have you ever been interviewed before? Yeah. I've been on the actual news before. I went to a Night to Shine prom, and they interviewed me all the time, which is awesome. Um, That's awesome. I actually I relate to you, Abby. I went to um, I I went to Night to Shine prom since I was in California at two three years. Um, I I I love it. I love going to Night to Shine. It's um, it is amazing nonprofit. That's awesome. That's it's great. It's the best prom I ever been to. There's just so many people to dance with. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you're a great dancer, so that's well, yeah. even better. I get the moves. Yeah. <laughs> so, for your first time being on a podcast, mm-hmm. I just want to say you guys did an awesome job. Yes. Yay. Thank you so Thank you. much. Thank you so much. How did we do as interviewers? Did we do okay? Um, you guys are doing great. We're doing Thank great. You. you guys were awesome. Yeah. Do you have any questions for us? Hmm. Um, do you guys like cats? Yeah, I like cats, uh, but I like dogs more. Danny, he likes cats. More I like than cats I more than dogs. I like dogs too. I like dogs. Oh, hey, All right, yeah. me yeah. and Hank, team cats, dog. Me cats, and you. Cats are my favorite animal ever. I have three of them, and they're my babies. Yeah. I love them so much. Aww. Our sister has two cats, and she loves cats very much, so she'll be happy to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> and I have two dogs. So Hank, mm-hmm. team dog. I have, I have a, I have a one dog. Um, I she got him at California actually. Since I'm two or three years, mm-hmm. um, so he's going he's going to be four in this this oct- October. That's awesome. Who do you think likes ice cream more, cats or dogs? I say dogs. Yeah. What do you think? Cats. Abby, cats right? They lick the duh. milk. Yeah. Yeah. They do just go in there and just lick the milk yeah. out. Well, I think we need to get like a dog or cat ice cream treat. Um, yeah, for Wouldn't sure. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh like my a lord, little, that'd be so a awesome. A little puppy size or kitty size <laughs> ice cream cup. <laughs> I know. That'd be Cats fun. Cats and dogs would love it. Okay. Uh. All right, Abby and Hank, thanks so much. You guys did great. Thank you. Thanks Yay! for joining us thanks, today. Guys. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, right. high five. Awesome job. Good job.
All right, today we are joined by Amber Schreiber. She is the president and CEO of Golden Scoop here in, are we in Overland Park? We are in Overland Park. Okay, Overland Park, Prairie Village. That gets tough to know where we are. (laughs) Um, But so you are the president and CEO of Golden Scoop. Um, Tell us a little bit uh, about Golden Scoop. And and then after that, we can kind of get into what inspired you to open up uh, a business like this. But tell us about what the Golden Scoop is and, and what you guys are doing here. Yeah, so the Golden Scoop is an ice cream and coffee shop that employs individuals with disabilities. Um, Our goal is to employ as many individuals with disabilities as possible, provide meaningful employment, and pay them above minimum wage, Mm -hmm. which is what we do, um, on top of or including tips. So in the first two weeks that we were opened, each of our Super Scoopers made about $500 in tips each. Awesome. So they were making about <laughs> oh, 30 or $40 an hour. I love it. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And is exactly what we want to do. Um, definitely checks, you know, the, the goal box. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of them carry federal and state benefits. Sure. So therefore, there's a limitation or a restriction on how much they can make or else they lose those benefits, which I feel like, our community, our entire nation maybe needs to take a closer look at um, and uh, reform that very complex system. But anyway, so that's, we, we want to mentor and inspire and equip our employees to be not only successful in their jobs, but successful in their lives. Yeah. Um, so that's basically the golden scoop in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so... How did you how did you come to this? I mean, we always we talk to a lot of business owners um, and we love to hear like what inspired them maybe to open the business. And and what was that for you? So my sister, Lindsay Krumholtz, she's a behavior therapist and has been in the field working with individuals with disabilities for about 18 years. In the last, I don't know, seven or eight years, she started in home therapy with her clients Mm -hmm. um, and working with them and trying to improve upon their life skills she started having conversations with the with the parents about the lack of career opportunities for them once they aged out mm-hmm. which the age out period is between 18 and 21 years of age so at that time when she was having those conversations uh, she went to Instagram. She was on Instagram and she was just kind of fumbling through her feed. Uh-huh. And as, as we do. Yeah, as we do. <laughs> as we do. Um, and she came across Biddy and Bose, which is a coffee shop on the East Coast that employs individuals with disabilities. They're doing a fantastic job. They've already started to franchise. They started franchising a year ago. And I think they're on their 14th franchise within a year. East Coast so, likes their coffee, right? East Coast, <laughs> East Coast likes their coffee. They And I'm sure they love to support mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. And, um, and what they're doing. Their mission is awesome. Um, and then we also looked into Howdy Ice Cream. That came across her Instagram feed, too, about two or three years ago. And it's owned by Tom Landis, who's a culinary genius down in Dallas, Texas, and he started Howdy Ice Cream because he he had individuals with disabilities working in his seven other restaurants, uh-huh. but then he realized how hardworking, reliable, and just, you know, incredibly um, happy 
So Lindsay approached Tom Landis about franchising opportunities um, for Howdy Ice Cream up here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And we contemplated it. And she had brought me in. I- I'm her sister. Um because I have a business background and she wanted me to run with the business plan. So I hadn't done a business plan in a long time, probably since I got my master's from Mm -hmm. Rockhurst university. So it was really good to tackle and like kind of jump in and, you know, do something that I haven't done in a long, long time, challenge my mind and do something that was going to benefit thousands of people, you know, um, cause the, when we started to do the research, we started to dive into the business plan and 80% of people with disabilities are unemployed or underemployed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Um, and so we were, we were dead set on starting something from scratch in Kansas city and not doing, not going the franchise route because we knew Kansas city was loyal to local. Mm-hmm. So we just went for it. Um, we did. We didn't just go for it. You had a well thought out business plan, right? <laughs> that you learned how to do at we Rockers did. University. Yeah. yeah, right. With well, I leaned on a lot of resources. You know, yeah. it takes a team to build something like this. I mm-hmm. don't think it takes an individual. It's impossible, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but leaning on a lot of beneficial resources, who were amazing. Yeah. And believed in the concept and believed in what we were doing. So we moved forward and we got incorporated December 28th of 2019. The pandemic started, you know, not too long after that in March of 2020. We had submitted for a 501c3 uh, beginning of January of 2020. And they said it was going to take six months. And we're like, we don't have six months. We need mm-hmm. to get started now. So little we, did you know, <laughs> right? Um, so we, I was walking with a neighbor of mine one day, and she mentioned Representative Sharice Davids. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about leaning on our, you know, Congress people to try and help expedite our five hundred one c three. I just didn't understand the resources that they would offer to us as a small business or a potential small business. So we reached out to her office here in Overland Park and I got connected with, um, with a woman, uh, Paula Martin, who was just fantastic. And we, she got us a liaison out of the Washington DC office. And within a month and a half, we had our 501 C three. Yeah. So then we were able to go out in June and start our fundraising and awareness campaign. We had, we tried to go after loans. Um, We couldn't get any loan because we had two strikes against us. We were a nonprofit and we Mm -hmm. were a startup. So we were like, okay, let's continue to pound the pavement. Let's go after individual donors, anybody within our network that believed in our cause. So we filled out probably three or four grants, got declined. Because of, you know, we, we just weren't established yeah. enough. And that's really hard. Um, but we, again, we believed in the mission. We believed in what we were doing was right. And it was just going to change the entire Kansas City community. On December 3rd, Giving Tuesday of 2020, we, we received our first grant from Veterans United Foundation. And it took an employee of Veterans United Mortgage to actually go to the foundation and say, you guys need to fund 
yeah. the golden scoop because what they're about to do is amazing. So because of that internal contact and her believing believing in our mission and knowing that this was something near and dear to her heart she was an advocate for us and she pushed for us and that's what got us the $25,000 grant which was awesome so we couldn't be more grateful and that just I mean that just started kind of a a domino effect of us getting funding and obviously once we opened and people knew we were legit that's when the funding really came from private family foundations mm-hmm. and um, it, it's really helped us stay afloat. We're debt free mm-hmm. at our first location, which is really good. Um, we're operating very seamlessly. We're very streamlined at this point. We still have a long way to go and we know that we want to be smart, right? So as we expand and we've been asking people and, like I said, leaning on different people that have been through these kinds of things before because we're not the smartest people. We want to be around people that are smarter than us in order to make sure that we're doing this in the best interest of the people that we're employing. So we want to go slow. We want to make sure that the systems are in place here and then have everything be very turnkey and quick to open, whether that's in other locations, which are business plan states that Uh we hope to open five more locations in the next five years. Uh, We've also had people approach us from big time organizations saying, we want, we want to sell your ice cream in retail shops Mm -hmm. within our other locations. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really exciting. I think that says a lot about the message we're sending and the awareness that we're bringing to the Kansas city community. Yeah. I think I I remember when you guys opened, it was just like lying out the door and, and just so many people, um, (laughs) yeah, wanting to, wanting to be a part of it and and then support you guys. And you said when you opened, um, people knew you were legit. Was there some skepticism from, from people or, or, um, were they just unsure if it was a viable concept or what kind of, uh, what do you think, um, you meant by when you said, you know, people knew we were legit then, you know, we got a lot of questions about, um, I think a lot of people up until, cause a lot of people had lost their jobs, sure, yeah, you know, and they didn't want to invest in something if they didn't okay. like believe in, and that it was going to cross the finish line. Mm-hmm. So I think once we had officially crossed the finish line mm-hmm. and people knew, that we were open, we were about what we're about, yeah. which is employing people with disabilities and giving them meaningful employment, paying them above minimum wage and increasing their confidence so that they can live on their own, that they can operate their mm-hmm. own kitchen within their own apartment. Yeah. You know, that's what their families that's their family's goal for their son or daughter with a disability is that they're fully independent and can do things by themselves without a lot of help and so we see ourselves as a stepping stone into more Um, and there's a lot of strategic conversations happening with a company like in return strategies who's owned by jim atwater and scott brule jim atwater is hearing impaired Uh um, and he believes that people with disabilities are capable of so much more. So his philosophy, our philosophy are completely aligned Mm -hmm. and we want to take them to the next level. Yeah. I love what you said in an interview. Uh, I I can't remember if it was was you or your sister, but you know, saying that people with disabilities 
are underemployed in the fact that the typical jobs they're given, um, their capable capabilities go far beyond that. What, they do. what the typical um, job that they're given, and what you guys are doing, serving ice cream, serving coffee. Um, I imagine there's some training that has to go into that, right? Making coffee and all those other things. Um, are you guys partnering with anyone to help with that training, or or just kind of figuring it out as you guys go? Um, so we've had a lot of help. Um, our coffee partner is Hattie's Fine Coffee, and yeah. there there's one location uh-huh. in Corinth, um, at 85th and Mission Road or something, 83rd and Mission Road. Um, Gretchen and Dave Copeland have been extremely generous and gracious. And I figured you would say Hattie. I figured it was just owned by someone named Hattie. <laughs> No, um, no, it's owned by Dave and Gretchen Copeland and they came in and they trained our employees on how to run the espresso machine, the grinder and the drip coffee machine. Mm -hmm. We have several employees now that are, have totally mastered the coffee, the espresso machine. And actually we posted something today on Instagram with Patrick who mastered it probably with just in a couple weeks Uh and he's ready to move on to the next level. Um, so anybody out there with designs in them? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. He loves to do latte. Oh my gosh. He does. He takes it to the next level and he's always looking for more challenges. I mean, here we have a very simple coffee list, right? And that's intentional to keep our super scoopers successful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once they've mastered those coffee drinks, then we're like, okay, Let's figure out the next step. And mm-hmm. I think that's where Jim Atwater and Scott Brule and many others in the community, for that matter, can step in and say, hey, we want to take Patrick yeah. and elevate his game, mm-hmm. right? We want we want to take it to his full potential because they are way more capable than what they when, than what people know. Yeah. So you, you guys know? are helping the community in multiple ways because you're not allowing people to order these triple double lattes with caramel <laughs> yeah, espresso. Yeah, we're kind of taking away the customization half, yeah. factor a, a little bit. Half a pump of a vanilla <laughs> and half almond milk, half oat milk. Uh, <laughs> no, you get coffee, you get a latte. I like that. We yeah. have some milk preferences. We have alternative milk preferences. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where we stop. Yeah. 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 Um, you mentioned partnering with Hattie's. I feel like I thought I saw Casey Beer Co. as well. Are you partnering... What are you guys doing with them? And then are you partnering with any other local companies for ice cream flavors or coffee or anything? So um, we like to say that our, I mean, we definitely have a partnership with Hattie's. Um, We're collaborating with a lot of other organizations. Casey Beer Co., Mm -hmm. we introduced the Dunkel ice cream early on. And we've had to taper that off just because it's a little bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. And when we were super busy, we just weren't able to produce it like we would have liked to. But I think now that business has become a lot more manageable, we're able to take that those kinds of recipes that are a little bit more complicated and bring it back to the menu um, and allowing us to work one-on-one with the Super Scoopers to develop that. Mm-hmm. What other kind of... Uh, do you guys have a part in maybe some other life training um, for your Super Scoopers, such as like, I mean this is what a paycheck is and and like this is how you save money and and this is a checking account or or do those things already exist and you know now them having a steady job it just it requires a little more help in those areas or is there any additional education and training that that's going on 
Um, so like, this is not, how you pay taxes. Welcome to the world of taxes. <laughs> I think their parents or guardians are very involved in that aspect when it comes to taxes sure. and investing and that kind of stuff. Um, we did on the the couple nights before we officially opened, um, we had a parent orientation and the super scoopers, you know, the super scoopers came with their families and we had a couple of presenters. Oh, cool. And one of them was Tom Tracy, who at the current time was um, a director for the ABLE accounts or ABLE Act accounts out of the Kansas State Treasurer's Office. And he came to educate our parents on the ABLE Act. And 80% of our parents didn't know about the ABLE Act, hmm. which is basically an investment account for people with disabilities to put their money into so they don't lose their SSI or SSDI benefits because okay. they can only have so much in their checking account and then whatever they make from wherever they work. And a lot of them work not only one job, but maybe two or three jobs. Mm -hmm. And they can take that money and invest it into an interest-bearing account. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jack said he. Jack said he's a manager at... Uh, where, where are you at, Jack? What restaurant? <laughs> He's coming over to talk to us. He loves the microphone, just like yeah. everybody. <laughs> You're at Cactus Grill. Yeah, and what's your job there? All right. I'm a restaurant manager at Cactus Grill. I also used to work at Pi 5. At Pi 5? All right. She was talking about all the people who have more than one job and all the hard workers here. So, yeah, one of the hardest, right? One of the hardest workers. <laughs> and Jack is also known as the mayor of Leewood. Mayor of Leewood, sir. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was <laughs> graced with your presence. <laughs> Mr. Well, mayor. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for, thanks for sharing, Jack. Thank you, Thank Jack. You. Um, and then uh, are you guys starting to do some um, events in here as well? I saw where you're doing some read-alongs um, that you guys have going on. Uh, are there uh, When are those and, and what other events do you have? Yeah, I love... I mean, this definitely wasn't my idea or my sister's idea. This was an idea from one of our Super Scoopers sisters, who's a librarian at Ascension Catholic School. And she had the idea of doing read-alouds during the summer because libraries are closed off, I mm -hmm. guess. And they're not doing readings for little mm. kids in the local public libraries this summer because of COVID. So we decided to open up and offer a read aloud. So we would have, we and we would get our super scoopers involved. So we would have a super scooper read a particular book. So say it's um, a cowboy book to the, to the kids. And we um, have 15 spots in the read aloud. So you have 15 kids in the back room at these uh, two yellow tables and super scooper reading the book and then at the end they do a craft so to pair with the book so mm. say it was the cowboy book then they would create these cowboy boots with construction paper and glitter so there'd be glitter all over the place that's awesome um but it makes it a an even more fun environment and inclusive inclusive environment for everybody involved sure yeah um and then uh i, I love all the t-shirts that everybody wears Seems like almost each one has a, a different catchphrase. I saw the hashtag changing lives as well. So what's your favorite catchphrase that you guys have on a, a T-shirt? I think now that the masks have been removed, I like mm -hmm. the free smiles. The oh, free we've got tea time good. here too. You want to say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> she has to go get her name tag on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so the free smiles. Free smiles. Mm -hmm. I think 
now, like I said, now that better than free smells at Jimmy John's, the, right? Free smiles at Golden Scoop. Free smiles at Golden Scoop because mm-hmm. we consider ourselves a very happy place. Whenever you're having a really bad day, you walk in here and you just get this totally different vibe, absolutely, which yes. is positive, and that's what everybody needs right now, especially with the year, the challenging year that everybody's <laughs> experienced. Oh my gosh, it's tea time again. <laughs> <laughs> See, all of our super scoopers are not shy to a microphone no, or no. camera. Just sit right down. No shortage of people to interview here. Um, and then the, the last event that I wanted to talk about, I know National Ice Cream Day is coming up. Correct. I did some research. It looks like uh, Reagan invented it in 84. Oh, I didn't know that. It's also National Ice Cream Month, which like what a great move by a politician. Just be like, yeah, ice cream. Here we ice go. cream Everybody for everyone. Ice cream. Yeah. Um, so what are you guys doing for uh, National Ice Cream Day coming up? So National Ice Cream Day, we are doing a campaign, a fundraising campaign, where because we are an ice cream shop and ice cream makes all the difference in the world for the people that we employ. So it helps us pay them above minimum wage. It helps um, us create more opportunities for them and invest in their future. So we are asking that Everybody in the Kansas City community, come and see us on National Ice Cream Day. We're open from 12 to 5. And not only buy our ice cream, but consider making um, an additional contribution um, monetarily to the organization to mm-hmm. help our cause. Awesome. So that'll be Sunday the 18th. Yes. And you said from 12 to 5. From 12 come to 5. Ice cream. Come get your ice cream. Okay, awesome. Well, Amber, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We love what you're doing here, uh, and thanks Thank for you. sitting down with us. We appreciate you guys being here. Thank you. Awesome. Wow. Perfect. Hello. Hello. And tea time. <laughs> and tea time. Thanks, All right. T. All right. Thank you so much. All right. So thanks to Abby and Hank for joining us, the two super scoopers. Uh, that was a ton of fun uh, to get to talk with them and make a couple new friends. Uh, and then thanks to Amber for joining us uh, to talk about Golden Scoop's mission uh, and all the awesome things that they are doing there. So, and thanks to Lead Bank for putting this all together and helping us uh, uh, come up with this series uh, to highlight these people in Kansas City who are doing such awesome, incredible things for the community. Yeah, I just love the the fact that they, like Amber and her sister, they were looking for something to some someone who had this model right that they could just like easily kind of plug this into, and it didn't exist. So instead of just being like, "Oh, all right, well, it was a good idea," mm-hmm. they just like did it themselves. And I think it's probably the challenging part is creating a business that consumers come to while it also being a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many of those exist where it's like a retail storefront that's a nonprofit. And um, so I think instead of just trying to follow a model, they created their own, uh, which is just incredible. And, and, uh, And yeah, I mean, that's what I was talking about. State your lines got range. We can do we the lake range. episode. We got range. We can do a lake episode, and and we can do this. We got range. Yeah, and uh, it's it's such an awesome place. Go there on National Ice Cream Day this this Sunday. Uh, make a little extra donation if you can, uh, because once you go there, it's impossible to stop smiling. Exactly. Like you are, if you're having a tough day, or maybe you just have had a tough week, and you're like, I need to lift my spirits. Go get some ice cream because. The ice cream's phenomenal. The ice cream's good. I got the cinnamon toast crunch. I had the coffee. Ice cream, which is marinated in cinnamon toast crunch. So I think cinnamon toast crunch mil- milk. It's delicious. Uh, so you cannot leave there without a smile and without a tasty treat. Their coffee I mm-hmm. had also, which was really good. 
uh, as well. So um, Golden Scoop's doing awesome things. Go out there and support them. So that was our guest this week. Uh, next, we've got uh, a little, uh, hey, look, there's KC. Uh, this week, uh, Barstool Neighborhood Eats. They've been going and traveling the entire country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roan and Lil Sass. Lil Sass. Uh, two of the Barstool personalities have been traveling the country. They came to Kansas City a couple weeks ago and uh, filmed here and put together a little barbecue episode, which was a great highlight of Kansas City, I thought. Yeah, so it's like Barstool Sports' travel uh, travel and travel food, and food show, show. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, I think, probably two of the most talented people there. Uh, and uh, they did a great job highlighting Casey Barbecue and, and talked to, uh, you know, went into the history of it, mm-hmm. uh, how it started, why it is the way it is, and then uh, did a good mix of, like, the OGs and then some of the new players on the scene. And... It was fun watch. Yeah, I it mean, was. don't watch it if like you're about to leave for lunch or if it's a because the food porn is over the top. Yeah, it, it'll make you hungry. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. The Jones sisters are hilarious. On yeah, it. they kill it. They're the They're, stars of the they show. They are easily the stars of the show. And then uh, Slaps Barbecue is featured. Gates is featured. Mm-hmm. Um, really Q39. cool. Q thirty nine. Q39, I saw. Arthur Bryant's. Yeah. And then I saw they were at Charbar with our guy Mitch, uh-huh. too, yep. uh, when they were in town. So they got some grub there, too. But it's a cool little highlight of, of all the uh, awesome barbecue in Kansas City. Nothing we don't know or about already. But uh, give it a look because it will make you hungry. Mm. Um, all right. Next up, we've got our Kansas Cityans of the week. Uh, let's start with Busio. Well, they're both they're both soccer players. They're both are. Oh, yeah, I thought so the other big, guy was a big, rugby player. Big soccer. Wait, is he? No. Oh, there not. is a rugby player from Blue Valley North mm-hmm. who also made a World Cup debut. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Aquinas. Aquinas from Aquinas. We just didn't I, want to get. We got too much Aquinas going on. Yeah, this that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. So uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk soccer. So Nicholas Giovanni. How'd I do? Gio Wachini and um, <laughs> I forgot yeah. Busio's first name. Uh, Gianluco Busio. Uh, they're both um, Americans. Nicholas uh, Gio Wachini was born in Overland Park, lived in OP until he was nine, and then moved to Italy um, and then moved back to the States, uh, moved back to France. He b- plays for a club in, in France, uh, but he's born in OP. He just got the call up. To the U.S. men's national team, so props to him. Yes, I hope he wasn't cheering for Italy because yeah. he, he's he's American now. And then uh, Gianluca Busio plays for Sporting KC. He got the call up to the U.S. men's national team, which is playing in Sporting Park. Uh, their next three games are in Sporting Park. Um, he's only 19. He made his sporting debut when he was 16 years old. This is Busio, mm-hmm. and uh, he has big potential among these guys. Yeah, uh, it's uh, pretty incredible. And, I mean, just to be 19 and, and be on that, that team and then play in your home stadium, uh, what, a, what a ride. Uh, very cool. So those are our Kansas Cityans of the week. Uh, next up, we got a little Midwest Mad. <laughs> and uh, so it, Patrick Mahomes was having the time of his life this weekend. Just him, Travis Kelsey, Justin Timberlake, ever heard of him? Best friends. Best friends, I think. Mahomes asked uh, Justin Timberlake if he could get featured on the new album. Yeah. JT was like, yeah, sure, you're in. Uh, Travis Kelsey. I, I, would, I, I would imagine, again, I love Patrick Mahomes more than anyone on the planet. I would imagine Patrick Mahomes rapping or singing 
bad. would be one of the most awkward experiences mm-hmm. imaginable. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he will not do it. I know he won't. Um, but did you see Travis Kelsey acting drunk too? In one of the interviews, uh-uh. it was pretty funny. He like fakes like he's like hammered drunk, yeah, and then comes back into character like, "No, I'm good. I, nice, I suck at golf." That's something a good. drunk person would do, though. He too. Was, yeah, he was drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something I would do if I was drunk. Yeah, act, and then that way you don't see him as drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you just pretend. Um, anyways, Mahomes is walking down the fairway, and uh, someone from the crowd yells at him, "Hey, watch out for Herbert these next couple of years." Mm-hmm. And Mahomes yells back. I'll see it when I believe it. Mm. Got a little bit tongue-tied there. That's okay. He meant to say, I'll believe it when I see it. But. but blessed are those. No, no. No, uh, no I, I believe <laughs> that if you think about it, mm-hmm. I'll see it when I believe it actually means more. Yeah. And it's deeper. So Mahomes didn't make any mistakes because he doesn't. Mm-mm. He's just thinking on another plane and, and uh, he, he's just that much smarter than you are. Yeah, he's so, he's thinking. I, I'm not going to see it until I believe it. Yes, like he has that much power. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe in I'm winning a Super Bowl, and that's when I saw it because I believed it, and then I saw it. Yep. So that's what Mahomes is thinking. So don't you dare mock him. Don't mock for, him. for getting tongue tied because he didn't get tongue tied because mm-hmm. he never does anything wrong. He meant it. I'll see it when I believe it. I'll see it when I believe it. So don't you dare try to make fun of Mahomes for maybe, possibly. Nope, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Um, all right, that is our it's Midwest. Like, it's mad. like, it's, but it, but if we're if we're breaking character a little bit, um, it, Mahomes when he tries, Mahomes is so trained in mm-hmm. in in athlete speak and like just talking in cliches that like when he tries to say something a little edgy, he's like, oh shit, I fouled up, <laughs> I messed up. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we've got our personal pine tars this week. Uh, I'm interested to hear about yours. You got a little grocery store dilemma. So here's my thing about um, grocery stores. Gr- no, no, no. Okay, so I- I'm sure I'm not the only person to experience this, um, but our goal has been to try to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. on Sundays. It's a very lofty goal, considering Sundays. I just really want to be lazy yeah. uh, and whatnot, and so. We we and we there's always something going on on Sundays and and you know we had to go out and watch you finish a, right a, 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 exactly. a, a quarter Iron Man sorry, um, and so this has happened on a few Sundays and I need like a scientist to diagnose this issue or uh, sorry a, a psychiatrist to diagnose this issue as the Sunday grocery dilemma. What happened to me Sunday night was we didn't we wanted to avoid eating out for dinner. Um, and so we were like, okay, let's go, but we didn't have any groceries. So we were like, okay, let's go to the grocery store Sunday okay. night. But we hadn't planned meals for the entire week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I can go to the grocery store what do and you buy, get dinner to make tonight, or I can just do what I actually want to do and just order food, order delivery or order something, something to eat. And, uh, because it's like, if you make a trip to the grocery store, for just one meal, you feel like you're wasting a trip to the grocery store. So yeah. then you're like, okay, you're, you hurriedly, you're hurriedly mm-hmm. planning. So what we ended up doing was like getting two meals. Like I planned a meal for tonight and last night. And then you'll have to go back. And to then the I'll have to go store. back because I only got two meals worth. And I spent, you know, an, um, um, uh, as much money as I would if I had just freaking ordered Chipotle. Yeah. And which is what I really wanted. Do so, what you want. Follow your heart. So anyways, that's what I'm calling the Sunday grocery dilemma. It's when you want to go to the grocery store and eat healthy and 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 
cook your own meals to save money, but you haven't planned your week's worth of grocery and you don't want to do the week's worth of grocery shopping on mm -hmm. a Sunday, but it's the best day to do it because then you have grocery and you don't have to do it Monday. And so I'm calling it the Sunday grocery dilemma and I find myself in it most Sundays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a, I, I don't like grocery shopping on the weekends. I know. I don't like doing any chores on the weekends. I don't either. I do them during the week. I know, but what, you can't do it Monday because we record the pot on Mondays and then I play basketball after that. So then what? I got to go Tuesday. Yeah. What am I doing Monday for dinner? Well, leftovers? go Tuesday and, and plan for Monday. No, that's impossible. It's a rotation. Just keep the rotation. Um, all right, my personal pine tar here. It it's uh, it's delayed because of the lake episode and <laughs> something else happened. Uh, but it's that stupid graphic that went viral during the College World Series when mm -hmm. Mississippi State was playing, and it says Mississippi State is one of three teams to never win a team national championship. Virginia. Tech and Kansas State are the other two. Mm. I knew that. <laughs> KU fans knew that. Maybe some Mizzou fans, but the whole country didn't know that. Mm. And they didn't need to know about mm. that. So we just are minding our own business as K-State fans. The happiest people you know, the happiest little place in Kansas, man, happiness, just minding our own business. And bam, ESPN just comes and slaps us in the face, mm. slaps that stat right up there with um, – one of three teams to never win a team national championship. And now one of two. And now one of two, unless ESPN just wasn't doing their research. Because K-State's won plenty of team national championships. Uh, I'm talking about uh, for the 17th time in the past 21 years, their team of collegiate crop judges have won national championships. So 17 and 21? 17 out of the last 21 years. The collegiate crops team has won the national championship uh, for the fifteenth time. I believe it was last year or the year before. Uh, K State livestock team judging won the national championship. Sheesh. So just a, an absolute Dynasty. powerhouse. And then for the third time in five years uh, or in six years now, K State won a prestigious uh, national fishing team tournament as well. So. <laughs> Do your research. Liars, ESPN. Liars. Do We've your won research. Plenty of team national mm. championships. Uh, we are a uh, crop judging, livestock judging, livestock judging powerhouse. Absolutely, can't debate that. So can't debate that. Yeah, you just you're just getting stray shots. Yeah, like For Lieutenant no Weinberg yeah. from from a few good men. Yeah, exactly. You, Lieutenant Weinberg. <laughs> In case you didn't listen to the. Yeah, to the lake episode. I know. I also I listened back to the lake episode finally, and I can't imagine listening to that at like your commute at six a.m. or something <laughs> like that, or like, uh, um, all right, we had four quotes from Goodwill Hunting of all movie. Yeah, everything was on the that table. That was Adam's fault. That was Adam's <laughs> fault. He did two from Goodwill and, Hunting. And uh, my Joker impression needs some work. It needs some work. The Joker impression was. Like scary that you thought it was good enough to do. <laughs> I was just disappointed that you thought that that was that was something you should be doing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, on to the next mix plate here this week. Uh, talked a lot about ice cream with Hank and Abby and with Amber. So let's talk a little bit more about ice cream uh, this week. Uh, we're talking mix plate of best ice cream in Kansas City. So yeah, ice cream and. Custard and frozen yogurt and all, yeah. that, all that jazz. Yep. I, I'll lump it all in there okay. together. So episode 115, uh, even though I um, was supposed <laughs> to go first last week, we all uh, know I wasn't able to uh, perform 
but uh, you get to go happens. first. You get to go first. Okay. Uh, meet number one. Yeah. I mean, I had four shots of tequila, so mm. yeah. Yeah. We remember, Kev. We remember. <laughs> uh, meet number one, best ice cream in Kansas City. It is free of its controversy now. Okay. I feel comfortable saying it. Betty Ray's is back, and Betty Ray's is still, I think, the best ice cream in Kansas City um, as far as like... Uh, Joe's uh, is back with them too. The burn in, yeah. Joe's burn ins is back mm-hmm. with them. As far as, as far as the uh, like the, the the wild and crazy flavors, you can get that. Mm-hmm. And then the traditional vanilla is delicious. I'm yep. telling you, the brown butter pecan is yeah dynamite. If fire you haven't out had of this it, world. you're missing out. Make your own uh, waffle cones. Yep, it's electric. So uh, it is great. All right, um, I'm gonna go with my meat number one here. Uh, Betty Ray's is off the list. Uh, So I'm going to go with uh, Foo's, frozen custard in Brookside. Right in my backyard. Um, I think custard is better than ice cream. That's fair. Um, And I will fight anybody who wants to debate me on that. Uh, Foo's also, it's great location, um, great specialty. Like, I don't want to create my own. Mm. I want somebody to have created a combination of stuff that mm-hmm. I've never even thought of in my small pathetic brain. Okay. Uh, and they've done that. There are so many options to choose from uh, that are super creative flavors. You wouldn't think went together, but they do. Um, and it's just basic vanilla custard. Love Let's it. Go. Mm. Um, all right. Solid. That was my, that was my second as well. Uh, my meat number two. I'm going Andy's frozen custard. Okay. Also custard. Um, just watching the, the Andy's uh, ice cream, the chaos in the background. Yeah. Um, everyone just yelling at each other. I think it's for show, right? Because I think they have screens that show the orders, but it's still fun to just yell the orders back mm-hmm. and, you know, that adds to it. Plus, they're, they're Jackie Brown sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Jackhammer. Jackhammer mm-hmm. with the brownie and, and. You know what they call it, the jackhammer? Because they, they hammered. Because the, the middle of the ice cream yeah. is fudge. Yeah. And they have to like. Jackhammer Jackhammer it in there. Yeah. Yeah. So Andy's, it's expensive, but it's delicious. It's good. Um, It's worth the wait. The line moves pretty fast. Well, yeah, the line moves fast. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. Um, All right. Uh, Man, Custard is going to dominate the early round here. Uh Uh-oh. Are you Uh, taking mine? Because I'm taking Sheridan's. I can't pass up on it because I know you're going to take it, and I love Sheridan's. Uh, Sheridan's introduced me to Dirt and Worms, uh, Mm -hmm. which was like probably the only type of ice cream I ate for the first uh, like 10 years. <laughs> also, there's some people here who just pulled out a wooden robot. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. It's a cardboard robot puppet. This cardboard is incredible. Puppet. I wish you guys could see this. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Anyways, Dirt and Worms. It's elite. Uh, I know you love the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's off-menu item. Off-menu item. Off-menu item. I folks, you love that. go just whisper in their ear, I want the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sheridan's my meat number two. All right. Meat number, side number one for me. Um, I'm going Tropicana. Okay. Tropicana. Um, it's, it's, it was my go-to place when I lived in the crossroads because I could walk there. It's right on, again, across the street from like La Bodega on Southwest Boulevard. Um, it is like, I don't know, Mexican ice cream, I guess. Okay. Um, but it is very delicious. Huge. Yeah. A lot. thank you, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Uh, huge, huge, uh, waffle cones. Massive servings. Wow, I love waffle cones. And, uh, and it's got some some fun, unique, different flavors uh, that you wouldn't see everywhere else. Uh, and we used to just walk there on summer nights, grab some 
grab a waffle cone and walk back. It was mm-hmm. uh, the perfect uh, summer night spot. And, and uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Tropicana. Um, all right. My side number one, I'm doing this one for the gram, which, you know, ice cream is very much for the gram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snowba, which yeah. is up in the Iron District up in North Casey. Uh, they've got great. I mean, it's not a huge selection, but what they do well, they do well. If you're somebody who is uh, wants, I think they even have like vegan ice cream, well, I believe. So if you want to, you know, if that if that if that is your style, Snowbuzz for you. Uh, I had like the the Cookie Monster, which was your classic Oreo kind of cookies and cream Ooh, yeah. ice cream. Um, also, that ice cream made it on my personal pine jar because I dropped it on my floor That's mat right. last yeah. time I had it. But the part I had, it was good enough to eat off the floor mat. So uh, Snowba up in North KC. All right, side number two for me. Uh, new player in the game, new in the game. We talked about them when they opened, and I think I even had them on a What Did We Try this week, yeah. but I'm going Summer Salt mm-hmm. Ice Cream. I, it might be cut. I think it's ice cream, um, which is on 83rd and Mission Road or 83rd and Somerset. Mm-hmm. Um, it is homemade ice cream. It is very, very creamy. It is very, very delicious. Their ice cream cakes or ice cream pie. What What did you call it? A- ice cream cake. Ice cream cake. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah. ice cream cakes are out of this world. They are, uh, they're incredible. Out of bounds, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And uh, would recommend them for your next birthday party. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, side number two. Uh, again, if, you, if you're if you about the gram, this, this place is also for you. Uh, Fairway Creamery. Yeah. And they've got the donuts there, too. And the donuts. And they've got the donuts. It's fancy. Christopher Elbow's involved, so you know it's legit. Uh, but uh, sexy ice creams. Se- okay. Yeah. These so are some... The way the, the way those... The ice cream is, like, swirled, it's mm. hot. I'm okay. not going to lie. Okay. Uh, it's a great spot to hang out, too. Lots of outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, great little spot right off Mission Road there. Uh, and then, yeah, put it on the gram for people to see. So uh, it's only been open maybe about a year and a half, I think. Yeah. Uh, Fairway Creamery, but uh, a great spot. So what, what did we miss? Anything um, you had to leave off? So uh, Miami Ice yeah. on 39th Street. Um, R.I.P. Glossier. Yeah. Over on, on Main South Street. Plaza. Yeah, I know, South I Plaza. Yeah, South Plaza. The uh, Tropical Snow in Waldo, really good. Just, just, but it's not ice cream, but you can get like cream in it, like okay. vanilla cream in it. So sometimes it kind of makes me think of an ice cream place, but, um, there's a new place in Westport that I haven't been to. That's part of that fat Solis and oh, Denver biscuit yeah. company called frozen gold. Yeah. Um, and then golden scoop, obviously, obviously who we just talked to, uh, delicious ice cream. Um, and then I just put town topic on there cause their milkshakes are freaking delicious. Ooh, that's good But I think call. they just use like Belfonte ice cream, but yeah, but still homegrown Belfonte. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for us this week. Thanks again to lead bank for sponsoring the leading the line series this week. Uh, thanks to Abby and Hank and Amber for joining us. Uh, and then Lindsay also at golden scoop for helping set everything up. Uh, let's see. Uh, shoot. We got nominations. Yeah. For, uh, best local pod in the Get pitch. It. We're still waiting on results from Kansas City Mag. Haven't now heard. Now we are once again asking for your support for uh, the Pitch Magazine to go nominate us. Link in bio. That's at State Your Line on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, be sure to follow us, and we'll see you around Kansas City.